And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I am your host Ben, aka The Marvelous Iggy, and joining me, uh, a person who I wish I probably knew in high school, Tyler! Our relationship would have been much different uh, back then uh, than it is now, I will assure you of that. Oh, you never know, I mean, like, I don't know how you, like, I was, I was the jock nerd in high school, so, yeah. I was more of the reserve nerd. Mm. We might have gotten along. I think one of my friends is like that, but uh, why would we... we were forced to like do like a project together? Or something. Yeah, that's was... the only circumstance I would think of. Yeah, it's like you're kind of cool. Hey, you're kind of cool. All right, and then it just goes. It's it starts from there, doesn't it? And then it just snowballs. Then it clicks exactly. Like, I, hey, this dude's pretty cool. Okay, so what are we talking about this time? So we are talking about ocean waves. Um, or as it's in Japan, uh, I can hear to see, or it's a uh, Japanese title, Umi Gao Kikaru, which I think is very, uh, I can hear to see is actually really, I think it's better. They could have called it that. And it would have sounded a lot better. Uh, but interesting enough about this movie is that I, I saw the runtime, like 72 minutes. This is not a theatrical release. Um, in fact, this was shown on uh, Nippon Television, which is basically it's like nippon is japan in japanese so it's basically you know like a japanese television network um it's basically a syndicated ova yeah um and so and yeah so this is and and interesting enough this is the first and last uh ghibli movie we're uh, we're gonna talk about that doesn't have an english dub because i was surprised i'm like does this not have an english it does not it's all japanese um for this one which makes sense given the context right exactly um yeah this is a hard movie to adapt in english exactly for sure uh so let's talk about it ocean waves uh let's break it down before break it down this is this is based on the uh the the um uh the novel uh written by kaori nakamura uh that followed from 1990-1982 it's of the same name i can hear the scene uh, and then Studio Ghibli animated for the Nippon Television Network. Uh, it first aired on May 5th, 1993. Um, it's set in the city of Kochi. And uh, we'll go ahead and break it down. This is written by Saiko Himuru. Illustrated by... Oh, um, directed by to- to- Tomo- Tomomi Mochizuki. Produced by Nozuma Takahashi, uh, Toshio Suzuki, and Seiji Okuda. Written by Kaori Nakamura. Music by Shigeru Nagata. Um, and of course, like I said, it was originally uh, aired on May 5th, 1983, with a runtime of 72 minutes. Um, and of course, uh, all these other things. Um, okay, and as for our characters, uh, it's ba- it's basically a triangle of three with some supporting characters. Um, our main character is Murasaki Taku, who's voiced by Nobu uh, Tobita. Um, Who you may recognize as uh, Bon Clay and Frankie from One Piece. Okay, um, and then... Uh, our next character is Matsuno Yutaka, voiced by Toshiko Seki. Um, any trivia on that person? Um, That's the only one I got. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, our, our, our female uh, uh, other lead is uh, Muto Rikako, uh, voiced by Yoko Sakamoto. Um, and uh, yeah, and there's a couple of characters. You have Yumi uh, Kohama Yumi, voiced by Kai Araki. Um, uh, she's uh, Shimizuma Akiko, voiced by Yuri Amano, and then uh, a couple of other characters that don't really mean anything. But what is this movie? What is Ocean Waves? Why is it only an hour? Why did it only air on Japanese networks in 1995? 
Um, uh, well, or Why the hell didn't we get this until much later? Exactly. Uh, this is a triangle love story between our main characters, Taku, Yutaka, and Rikako. Um, if you wanted to have a nostalgic trip about high school love, but also those bad feelings of like that one who got away, or you thought was the one who got away, watch this movie. Um, so basically, it follows the centers around our main characters, Taku, Yutaka, and Rikako. Taku and uh, Taku and Yutaka are good friends, seemingly for a, uh, like it's established they've known each other for a while, um, and um, they are uh, Yutaka entered like basically asked him to leave his job early to basically hey come on look there's a new girl that's transferring over from Tokyo she's fancy, um, and from there we are introduced to Rikaku Muto who is a transfer student from Tokyo uh, at the time unknown circumstances uh, and. Event and in the and eventually, uh, she runs. She get she starts meeting with both of the boys or like on like on separate occasions until a very until a trip to Hawaii uh, sets pretty much the second half of the movie into motion. In which case, it's a as uh, Taku says it himself, it's a fucking soap opera at the end of it, even to the very end. They didn't go to Hawaii. They went to Tokyo. Oh uh, no no no! In the in they go to Hawaii. For the school trip. No, that, that trip was canceled. No, and, uh, then why were they, they on the beach? Is that not Hawaii? Is that Are they uh, on the beaches was... of Tokyo? Maybe I misunderstood. Um, Probably. Okay. Uh, maybe I misunderstood. Because they were on the beach. It looked like a resort. I'm like, okay. And they were like, they were at a luau. Um, maybe maybe I misunderstood that they like... Because they, they said that the, that the trip was canceled... But that they were sending him to high school. I don't know. Maybe I misunderstood something in the in the in the subtitles. But um, so yeah, what did, what were your thoughts going into this movie beforehand when you when you saw this? Um, I honestly didn't know what to make of it. I knew it was going to be something of a romance story, like a whole slice of life thing that Studio Ghibli likes to indulge in. But. I didn't think there would be, like, this whole love triangle thing going on. And from the get-go, I thought that was fascinating in itself. I'm not a big fan of the complicated love triangle trope in uh, movies and all that. Not even uh, romance in general, I think. But just seeing it in anime animated form is fascinating at the very least. It's almost... <laughs> it's almost... Ro- tri- love triangle. Mm. Romance, tra- romance, uh, romance triangle in Japan. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, I I didn't know what to expect. I I kind of thought, okay, it's gonna be a slice of life. And I, when I saw the hour thing, okay, well, I did not expect it. Um, and it's pretty much centered around um, Taku. Is it's very similar to a movie we just watched. Uh, recently in Only Yesterday, it's very like, thematic except in the sense of her whole life, it is this like sort of like one year of high school he remembers of the of a girl who entered his life um, and his friend along the way. And the second I, I saw the girl transferring in, I went, oh. And then the boys, the fact that they were both, like obviously um, Yudika immediately fancied this girl Right away, just from her looks, saying that she's very pretty. I knew, oh, we're going to get a love triangle, isn't it? So, I was strapped in. I did not expect it to go to the extent that it is. It, it is. Um, and uh, I was very surprised by this movie. 
Yeah, it definitely takes some unexpected turns at points. So let's go ahead and uh, talk about our main characters. Let's talk about the uh, our main man Taku uh, for for real. Who I feel like, <laughs> you know how they say some dudes just don't are like idiots when it comes to the opposite sex. I feel like that this guy should be the poster child. Also, he reminds me of Kyokusanagi if you if you weren't paying attention. Um, he kind of looks more like Shingo to me, in all honesty. Uh, well, you know what? He acts like it too. So maybe there's there's <laughs> that too. Um, I think we found our Shingo boys. Yeah, he like this. This guy is pretty much care like carefree. He's not the sharpest tool in the box, but there's a lovable quality to him. You know. Yeah, to some degree, he's relatable, I guess. And the fact that we were all idiots like this guy at one point. Oh, for sure. Um, Orly, and what I find funny about this is that he's just unreluctantly dragged into these situations by uh, by our lead girl, uh, Rikako, um, going to Tokyo, loaning her money, um, and a whole number of things uh, of, of like uh, uh, of that sort. Um, but he kind of just like kind of feels like he's the guy that goes with the flow, but also knows like he doesn't take bullshit from anybody. Yeah, he definitely um, calls her out on all these things, which is something that I probably wouldn't have done. Calls her out, calls the school out. Like he's not afraid to uh, to to stand to stand up for himself when he sees something's wrong, um, and uh, even stand up for uh, for his for his friend um, who's on the opposite end of this love triangle, which we'll we'll talk about um, moments, which we'll talk about momentarily. But I liked him as the main character. Yeah, he's fine. Um, I think my I think one of my favorite scenes is when he's with uh, when uh, Rikako calls him to basically like show him off in front of uh, the boy she used to date at her old school, basically. And he basically gets bored of him, like both of you are bores. I'm out of here. Goodbye. And just like I'm not dealing with this. I I'm not doing this. I I was like, you know. Any most dudes would probably like do anything for a girl like her, like at least for her looks, and like just bite it and be like, "All right, she's into me. She's clearly into me." But now he's just like, "You know what? No, I don't. I don't need this. I don't need this. I'm going. I'm going back to my room. Fuck this place and fuck you too." Yeah. So the interesting character and the one most people will probably identify with, especially maybe I don't. I don't want to speak for you, but definitely at me at points is Yudaka Matsuno, who is. In a, in a love triangle, there's always going to be the one with the unrequited love, and unfortunately, he is that person. Yeah. Um, but I will say that, like, I did like him as a character. Uh, he comes off as a very good friend. Very nice guy. Um, but, like, that scene, when he confesses to her... My heart, I was like, no, I'm remembering when I, no, please don't make me remember that shit right now. Ah, uh, the bad memories are flooding back. Uh, oh, and, man, not this again. You know what, you, you know how the you, those memes go around? She, the, worst, the worst she can say is no, and it's ew, like, no, it's it's what Rikako says in this movie. <laughs> that's, that, yeah, it's, I think we found a new one. We found a new one, boys. So, but I, like, and he's very much a supporting character. Like, if you, if... It is a love triangle, and they are technically three leads, but I would say 
uh, I would say the, the uh, Rikako and Taku are the are like one A one B. He is definitely B in, in the sense he, he. I'd say it's less of a love triangle and more of a love parallelogram. What's a lopsided triangle? I don't even know. I mean, like a triangle is like ninety degrees all the way through. So not ninety degrees. No, it's not ninety degrees. It's something, but it's it's a, a, tri- a rectangle is is ninety degrees always, but. God, we're going back to school. I don't want to go back to school. Fuck. Um, <laughs> but, like, it, it's very much of, like, the, they as teenagers don't even know what they want. That That's the whole, like, what I like about it, it, about this, about this love triangle is that it's not really a love triangle, except for, like, one person feels about one person another way, but the other two are, like oblivious to what's going on in, in like like and it's messy it's it is um not it's messy it's oh god i'm trying to think of something else to say it's they're saying the wrong things but yet that's I feel like that's just hot. it basically personifies every immature uh relationship uh when you're at that age exactly you don't know what you're doing you don't know what you're saying and all those hormones are going through you or like you know it's it's and I really liked how that movie captures that a lot. Um, yeah. I really like that captures. I really like how it captures it a lot. And and it, I think it. Like I said, I feel bad for him, for Utica, um, because obviously he likes her, and Taku had no interest in her. At least at the time, he didn't. At least he didn't think he did. And then to ha- like, I like that he sticks over for his for his friend after he you know she tells him. What uh, about what she thinks of Kochi boys, um, and like you know gets in front of her face. I'm like, how dare you? Like, it's not about me. It's 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 about him. And and like and even then, it still ends up backfiring in his face later, uh, which we'll talk about. Which we'll talk about after we talk about our other main character, um, Rikako, who is the heir of mystery in this entire movie. For sure. For sure. Now, I feel like she has the most. Like, she's, I wouldn't say she's the main character because Taku's definitely the main character, but she's definitely the character with the most depth about her. I would say so. She definitely has the most layers, and uh, she really doesn't uh, peel them back like uh, you would expect. Right. So she's pretty much, like I said, she's a transfer student, and what we learn is throughout the film is that she is, like, just like how fucking awful high school can be in, like, and like how life can be is that she the reason why she's from Tokyo now moving to like the uh, the countryside in Kochi is her parents are in a divorce and she wanted to stay with her dad but and she she actually says this move which I think is a great line it's like I was on my dad's side but my my dad was not on my side I'm like God God damn that hurt emotional damage um insert the emotional damage uh audio right there Tyler um. Yes, sir. And um, and like I felt that as somebody who uh, his parents divorced in high school and wanted his dad to st- wanted to stay with his dad, and unfortunately, it did not happen. Um, and not that I hated my mom, um, but like it's just like I like my dad. Like I don't want like her whole like like her personality is that she is the quiet one. We all knew a girl like this in in high school, and chances are we probably were infatuated by a girl like this in high school. They're very quiet. Yeah. They're very demure, but they're like, but like we find them attractive. 
is it the ADHD or is it that you really f- like her? You decide, motherfucker. I don't know. But were you hyperfixating on her because it was a chase or did you actually like her? Think about that. And then not sleep for the next three days like I have been doing. Um, but, like, she's like that, but she's very closed off. She has she only has one friend throughout the movie and you really don't get to see her personality until she starts talking to Taku on their little little side trip to Tokyo in the middle of the movie. Yeah, this is where things get complicated between the both of them. Yeah. So pretty much they sort of ignition flame. The movie's kind of like whatever in the first like 20 minutes. And then she pretty much straight up asked him like, hey, I lost my $400. You know what? They are in Hawaii because he asked about traveler's checks. They are in Hawaii. I know it. I know I'm right. Um, and she's like, well, can you give me like, you know, like three? Or I can give you $300. Or I think they said like, you know, 60,000 yen, which that sounds always sounds like a lot whenever I hear how yen is counted. I'm like, that's a, you have a thousand yen when that's like, what, a hundred bucks? U.S., I think. Probably. Something like that. And it once the whole, like, I will loan you money happens, then it just snowballs to, um, I, I took that money so I could go see my dad in Japan, but I'm also dragging the only friend of mine whose parents would kill her if I took her to Japan. Well, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and uh, and what's interesting about, about Rikako is that She's she very much is the quiet girl, keeps to herself. You know, grades are always high, but she's not a mouse. She's when when it comes to like getting in people's face, she, she will. In fact, she gets up to, to Taku's face right after he tells his friend about loaning loaning her money. Like like uh, like she's not diminutive at all. Um, she's just reserved, which is different. Which I would say is different. I could say that, yeah. Um. But I did like the fact that, like, it's like, all right, I'll go to, I'll go to, I'll go to Tokyo with you, so that way you're not, you're not by yourself. Um, and unfortunately, you get that, like, you could tell, like, she's a strong character on the inside, but you can tell, especially after she gets back from seeing her dad. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. That woman who walked out of that that, that apartment, that was his new wife, right, or his new girlfriend, I guess. I would assume so. So, like, he had to see his dad's new wife and then we find out that her dad effectively replay like took down her room changed everything and changed it to something else like her like she puts on a strong front but just like almost everybody in the world she's breaking inside until the point she's like that that was her breaking point like her dad didn't really want her to come back like that yeah it's definitely one of those uh moments of realization that where you just realize that you're human like anyone else. Yeah, and unfortunately she's reserved as she is is because she doesn't want people to know about like the fact that her mom's divorced or the fact that she wants to see her dad. Um, and that's why she only has like like one friend. And he even gets to the point where like um So uh there's a moment where Yudika tells Rikako, I love you and she pauses because she's obviously like God, it's so awkward to tell a girl you love you, especially, like, in that age. Like, we don't know any better. We've, you know. Um, yeah. And, like, we're just doing what we think is right. And she tells him, I don't even like Kochi boys. And Kochi is the city. The uh, Is it the is it the um, prefecture or is it the city that they're from? I couldn't remember. 
Um, I think it's the district that they live in, okay. and they have a specific dialect in the way they speak. Yeah, I didn't know which that. Which is a reason why this movie can't be adapted into English. Yeah, I didn't know Japan had, like, different dialects based on the region, but that doesn't make sense. Um, you know, like I, like, I assumed it was all just the same, but that would be assume everybody in America talks the same. You and I both know that's not right. Um, but we live in Texas, but we don't speak like cowboys uh, most of the time. Dude, believe it or not, if you travel somewhere like I have, people will hear that southern draw, and I don't know how, but like it just comes out. Uh, trust me, whenever it you, slips, sometimes it just comes out, especially when you say y'all. But um, so she reject he not all. So she basically effectively said she could have said, "I don't like you that way." It's whatever. She basically said, "Ew." That's what she said to him. Emotional damage. And it's just, like, again, emotional damage to that poor boy. Like, he didn't deserve that, but it's whatever. So, Taku goes to her, pulls her out of class. Could have pulled her to the roof. No. In the hallway, he... he Rikaku slaps him first, and then she, I did not expect for him to slap her like that. At all. Yeah, it's always uncomfortable when slap scenes happen in Ghibli movies. It's like, <gasps> like I like it. Rem- it reminded me in fucking. I got reminded to the only other slap I remember that like actually felt like something was in the second Tenchi uh, Tenchi Muyo movie where he slaps his own daughter and like the fucking just movie just stops. I'm like, hold on, you just you slapped her, dude. What's wrong with you? Um, but eventually, like, and that's pretty much it. Uh, for for like in terms of their relationship right there, and that they don't speak to each other, um, it isn't until because of the events of that, Rikako be- even becomes like an even more of a loner in that she, I she doesn't uh, like I guess in Japan they have like school activities where like like groups come together to like perform things, and she pretty much just like ables all of them to the point where the all the girls in her class gang up on her I thought they were going to straight up start assaulting her for uh for missing out all the dance practices and all the school activities like one of them wanted to throw they wanted to throw hands with her yeah that girl was ready to go um, but they're like nah you're rep yeah and in like like and they plant and they do that like naturally like they plant seeds like earlier in the movie you've had like oh she's from Tokyo she's so stuck up or like or like Taku will say like your dialect is really harsh because like you know her Tokyo dialect and the way she talks I'm like she doesn't mean to be mean it's like but like it's just the way she talks it's like pretty much like how like you meet a New Yorker I'm like why are you so why are you sound so angry I'm not angry I'm just I'm just from here you know um it's I and like and I and once they said like you know. Kochi dialect, Tokyo dialect. I'm like, he, they do sound different. Like, not just the fact that he's male and he's female, but even the other characters, um, you know, you can tell sound different. But, like, that, the most harrowing scene was when she was basically about to be jumped by the entire, her entire girls in her class. Like, I was like, <gasps> until the class rep said, said, no, we're not doing this. It's not worth it, bruh. No. But unfortunately, um, that leads to another awkward uh, confrontation, verbal confrontation between Yurika and Rukako, to which Rukako slaps the shit out of him. And then his friend finds out, wait, she was being scolded by her classmates and you did nothing to him basically giving him a sucker punch and effectively ending their friendship. So in, in the span of two minutes, he lost a girl who was, he clearly was interested but didn't realize it, and also his best friend. 
Like, Jesus Christ. Yep, that's high school in a nutshell. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um. In in luckily, it all ends in like a very like v- like almost storybook esque where he sees her at the beginning of the movie on a train station, and then he sees her again at the end. And I thought, okay, that's really cute. You know, have like you know, I think it's like what ten years later since um. Um, they, like they're having their uh, high school reunion, and one guy gets drunk off his rocker. So I'm gonna assume at least ten years. Yeah, minimum ten years. Because they don't look that old. Like they definitely look mature, but they don't look like old, old, um, like they would like in their thirties. So, um, I overall, man, I like even though it was just like a a, a like a high school drama that took me back to places I did not want to remember, and like it unlocked a lot of core memories that you don't really want to remember. I thought it was really good. Yeah, this is a nice little uh, slice of life movie that you can uh, sink your teeth into, especially if you like love triangle movies. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's it's not like you know, and it's never like anything too crazy. Like it, it's just like it's believable enough, you know. Like the craziest thing is that she goes to Tokyo by herself, and they happen to stay in a in a hotel together where he sleeps in the in the bathtub, but. Um, but outside of that, like, it's very much, like, even though we're from America and they're from Japan, it, it's a very relatable experience of, like, that awkward, those awkward high school years. Yeah, that's a universal truth. That'll be true no matter where you live. Exactly. So, let's go ahead then and, and go to the to the Ghibli score. Um, out of how many... Oh, God. What should we say for this one? Um... How many bicycles out of five? Because he, I just he just rides a bicycle. How many bicycles out of five do you give uh, Ocean Waves? I'll give this uh, four bicycles out of five. Um, this is a pretty well done uh, slice of life romance story uh, in animated form. Uh, it definitely has weight to it, and it feels a bit too real at points for my taste. But it's it's pretty wholesome, I think. Um, yeah, that's pretty much my two cents. I'm gonna give mine's a, a three and a half. Of I just I think, and my only criticism is that I wish it was longer, um, like maybe an hour and a half to really sink my teeth in more, um, you know, um, or 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 something. But overall, like if the point was to be a nostalgic trip down memory lane, then in, in the same vein as only yesterday, but on a lighter touch and a, and a smaller sense of time. I didn't get accomplished its, its mission. Um, I, I, I like. I didn't expect it to get as atten- as intense as it did, um, but I do like that overall. That he realizes, like I always liked her. I was. I didn't realize it, but I guess I was always there. And you know that he gets to you know uh, be with her. And if you watch the credits, you can like see them like together as adults in like nice fun illustrations. Um, so that's that's that. And there is a sequel to the original novel called "I Can Hear the Sea Too" because there is an I so, that was uh, written in '95. So, uh, so there is a follow-up. Yeah. So if you want to see this, maybe you know, maybe I actually track that down somewhere and like see where their relationship goes, or and grab the first one because that would be kind of interesting to see. Um, all right. So that's gonna do it for Ocean Waves. Very short one. I didn't. We wouldn't. We didn't want to go over the length of the movie here. Um, okay. So, um, Tyler, what, do you know what we're watching next week, buddy? Um, let me look at the Ghibli page, because I do have it up on here. 
Uh, let's see. The next movie is going to be Pom Poco. Yeah, this is another one I have no idea about. Um, but I see Tanuki, so I'm already interested. Um, <laughs> I did it all for Tanuki. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we, I think, are we halfway through our... The, no, we're not. We're no, no, no. I would say when we hit not even fucking close. No, I'd say when we get to like the cat returns, then we're at the we're at the halfway mark, um, at least. That seems reasonable. You know, so we're still away, but we're so much closer to Princess Mononoke, the crown jewel. Um, uh, sorry, sorry. I'm just really looking forward to rewatching that movie after so long. Um. <laughs> all right, uh, Tyler, please uh, tell the lovely people where they can find your stuff at. You can follow me on Twitter at HeyItStepsHigh. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home Attire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. And you can follow me at Twitter.com slash MarvelousIggy, and, and of course catch me live four times a week at Twitch.tv slash Iggy2814. It's September, and for my anniversary streaming month, we're doing a 2D, I'm doing a 2D Beganza all month long. Every single day I stream uh, will be a new 2D platformer. The games have been set. You can check them all out in the schedule portion. Uh, some good games so far. So far, we've played several, um, and you can see the vods there. Uh, and um, and of course, uh, go to Charcha.com for this episode as well as our other shows, including our wrestling show and of course our main show, the Charcha Gamescast. Thank you everybody for listening. We'll see y'all next week for Bomb Poco. Until then, um, don't remember the one who got away. <laughs> don't. I'm going to go cry in a pillow now. Bye, everyone. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.